Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show, who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. I'm managing editor at JustBaseball.com. I have Harrison Bruns with us, who just wrote an article on Gunnar Henderson. He's been covering the Orioles for us this year. And when we're specifically talking about who's better, Gunnar Henderson has been a lot better. He started off slow. What you wrote about it is he got hot in June and is looking like the guy that I think Orioles fans always hoped that he would be. Yes. No, he is. He stepped up a lot uh, after a slow start. And it really wasn't as slow of a start as a lot of people made it out the seam. Uh, a lot of people were ready to panic on him and yada, yada, yada. And he really had two issues, striking out a lot and uh, the batting average was really low, right? He was still walking. He was seeing a lot of pitches and he was taking what appeared to be like fine at bats. Like his at bats didn't look concerning. Um, he had a really low chase rate. Um, part of that was he wasn't swinging a whole lot. Uh, but like I said, his start wasn't as slow as a lot of people wanted it to seem it was. Uh, and he's really come on as of late. When you watch, because you're, you're someone that actually, you know, watches the Orioles and you know, more than I do, certainly. Day in, day out, what do you see from Gunnar Henderson as far as, you know, at, at times you could just kind of tell which are the guys on the team that you that you follow that ha- have that star potential. What do you see when you watch Gunnar Henderson throughout this season and so far in his career? Well, I mean, last year I think we saw flashes of the player that he could be in that month, you know, the month of September when he was with the major league team. I mean, you saw flashes of it, right? He showed some power, uh, solid defense at shortstop. And and looked like, you know, he obviously like he came out as the rookie of the year favorite for a reason. Right. Like he he showed enough that he he deserved to be the rookie of the year favorite when the season started. And then this year, uh, when, when the year started, he really just he didn't look lost at the plate, but he looked like he his plan just wasn't the best for him and like the way he plays. And, and I wrote about this a little bit a couple months ago when talking about things the Orioles needed to do to compete. And one of those things being Gunner needed to step up, like they needed more out of him on offense in order to be a real contender. And some of the issues I noted were he wasn't swinging. Like he had one of the lowest swing rates in the league and one of the highest whiff rates in the league. So it's like, if you're, if you're not getting your swings off and when you are, you're missing more often than most major leaguers like it's not a great combination i think that's why you saw his batting average dip so low there was a point where he was hitting you know 165 um but as he started to swing more he obviously he's making much better contact um and he's he's being a lot more aggressive which i'd love to see the in june he had six home runs and he has 11 on the season if you were to just extrapolate that let's just say he can put up six home runs a month from here on out yeah, you're verging on a 30 home run season uh, from a rookie, and you're looking at a WRC plus this past month. I was just looking at your article. It was at 177 for the entire month of June. Uh, if you again kind of extrapolate, I think you in the article says something about maybe getting that WRC plus to a 140. Mm-hmm. What does a rookie of the year season look like for Gunnar Henderson? Is it you know 30 home runs? Is it uh, 260 batting average. The on, I mean, the on base is already at 341, and yep. he he struggled so much with the average to start. So to see that climb, what what's the the slash line? What's the stats look like at season's end if he's rookie of the year? Uh, right now, I think 
he you have to keep in mind the fact of like who he's chasing right like he's chasing yeah. josh young and i think one thing that is going to make josh young particularly hard to catch is the fact that he's starting in the all-star game i think yeah. that's going to play a massive role when it comes to the voting at the end it's like oh man like he started the all-star game and him and gunner for the most part this season are playing the same position right like he's starting the all-star game gunner's not in the all-star game yeah. and and i mean i think you could you obviously you can make the argument that had he you know gotten off to a better start like he gunner might be there uh but the fact of the matter is is like he isn't and so i think a rookie of the year season for gunner he's gotta he's gotta get the average up i think that's like if, if he can just get the average up to two if, if he can be above 250 yeah. which if he keeps playing like this it will be it, like it's Trending, yeah i think right now it's 230 he's hitting 239 yeah. um and so like that's a huge jump from when he was hitting, you know, 185. <laughs> and so if he can get the average up to, you know, about 250 an OPS around 850 and, you know, hit 20, hit 25 home runs and maybe, maybe have a shot at 30. I didn't think he had a shot at 30 coming into the year, but after that last month, like he, he could um, just because like when he, when he does hit the ball, he hits it so hard and like he makes, he, his, he always makes, he always seems to make really loud contact even when they're outs. And, and so I'm glad that he's swinging more, but I think, I, I do think if he can get the average up to 250, 850 OPS, 25 home runs, I think he's going to have a real argument at the end of the year. Uh, you know, it's, you look at the career up to this point and just to get excited before we get really into the odds mm-hmm. of the rookie of the year race, 106 games, is a 246 average, 343 on base, 449 slug, 122 WRC plus. If you're telling me, and I would imagine he's going to get better, but that's the floor of Gunnar Henderson. That's a really solid player to have. He's also oh. giving you good defense on the left side of the infield. You know, moving forward, what is clear beyond any, I think, debate in my mind is Gunnar Henderson is going to be part of this Orioles core for a decade and a very big part of it. Oh, absolutely. Like him, I think him and Adley, you can lock up for the foreseeable future. Like those two dudes are, aren't going anywhere anytime soon. No, not not at all. And when we get a little more into this rookie of the year race, and uh, for those of you who want to bet on it, you should go to our partners at BetMGM and use the code Just Baseball to get some bonuses. You look at the odds right now: Josh Young at plus one hundred and fifty, Masataka Yoshida plus two seventy five, Gunnar Henderson plus three twenty five. So those are the three front runners here. And let let's get to that first before before we get into some you know kind of dark horses. Yeah, you look at Young. It's 17 home runs, so he's got that edge. Mm-hmm. I think that's the area that Gunner needs to catch. Right, if he can catch him in home runs and at least make it close, then that's one less thing. And then I think over the course of the season, who knows? Because the interesting thing is he also has him in batting average. He's hitting 270, but the on base is at 323. So Gunner's got him in OBP. It's just kind of interesting how it's broken up. I feel like he's got the stats. Young does that. It's the traditional stats, which mm-hmm. maybe some voters are still going to you know, prioritize the uh, average, the home runs, the RBIs. He's got 50 compared to Gunner at 30. Mm-hmm. But you look at the advanced stats of a WRC plus with all the struggles that Gunner had, he's only two points behind him in WRC plus. Young's at 123, Gunner's at 121. So it's interesting that that comparison here. I think he's got to get him in home runs. I don't know if he's going to get him in average, but I feel like if he gets him in home runs, the conversation is going to really open up for him. I I agree. I think 
Gunner is, I think the most important numbers for Gunner as far as being able to win rookie of the year right now are going to be the home runs and then the OPS. Because like you mentioned, his OBP would, despite, you know, hitting, you know, 30 points lower than, uh, than, than young, he has him by like 20 in OBP. And so, and so if he can, if he can just kind of pump those power numbers a little bit and get yeah. like, he's going to, he's going to have a high on base percentage the rest of the year. Like that, without a doubt in my mind, like he's walking at a 12% clip, which has fallen um, since like he started when he started, he was walking a ridiculous amount. Like, he was walking almost 20% of the time um, and also striking out like 40% of the time. And so, and so, um, but you know, the strikeouts have come down and as has the walk rate. So he's not going to walk quite as much, but he's going, I firmly believe he'll have a, the OBP is going to stay like he's going to have a high OBP the rest of the year, especially if he keeps hitting like this, because pitchers are going to start to be a lot more careful with him. Um, and I think he will be able to take his walks, but I do think the OPS is going to be a big number that in the home runs. I don't, you know, 11 and 17. I don't know if Gunner catches him, but if he can make it close and where it's, you know, young has 29 and Gunner's at 26 and Gunner's OPS is significantly better, or maybe not even significantly, but he has him by 30, 40 points on OPS. I think that makes a world of difference. What's interesting too is he also has him in doubles, uh, Young does. So can mm-hmm. he catch him there? Because it's just it's about raising that slug and raising that OPS, like you said. Right now, you know, he's down by about a little over 30 points in in the slug. So if you can narrow that margin, get it within, you know, 10 or mm-hmm. even within 20, he's going to have him in an OBP, and that's going to make that a lot closer because you're right. If the OPS is similar and the home runs get close, and then I think then you start to build out the narratives, right? So it's mm-hmm. the question of are the Rangers going to remain this this incredible team? What happens yeah. if the Astros end up running them down? Mm-hmm. You know, And then the Orioles are the top wildcard team. It'll be curious too. These these could be the first and second wildcard teams if the Rangers can't hold on to their division. So who has the better record? That would come mm-hmm. into play. There's also Masataka Yoshida, and he's kind of this like steady bet of he's hitting 305. He's got a 377 on base percentage, 477 slug. He's already figured out how to double like crazy mm-hmm. in Fenway. He's got a 134 WRC plus. Is he in his 30s already? How old are he? 29? Yoshida? Let me look. Yeah, twenty nine so years old. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know he, he's that he's that pick where it's like if there's a, a steady horse to bet on, I guess it's Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Um, of the three though, I know I know what are the odds? You, you were telling me uh, do message uh, before. What what yeah. odds did you get Gunner at? I I, I double checked. I got him at plus two thousand when he was like he was thinking he was hitting like one sixty, and I was just like like it showed up, and I was kind of just like man. Like if he if he can turn it around, like he has the ability to turn it around and figure it out, and so so I I, I just threw a little bit on it. I didn't like I didn't put nothing crazy on it. Um, it was just a little bit. I think I I put just one unit on it, and but I got yeah I got him at plus two thousand. Well, so we'll see if it works out. But right now, I mean, right now I feel pretty pretty good about it. Well, yeah, you feel great, and and you're you're in for I mean, a just watching the Orioles and loving what he's yeah. doing. But now you got a little extra incentive to be rooting for him. That, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun for you down the stretch here. Uh, I want to look at the the other dark horses here. Uh, there's two that jump out to me in particular. So one, it's Ryan Noda. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that he's plus 5,000, which makes no sense to me because offensively, mm-hmm. his numbers are not far off from these guys. I, I no. mean, 
he, he's he's right there for one he gets on base at a ridiculous clip so you have that going for you uh at wrc plus he's at 131 so he's uh, you know right behind yoshida and he's getting on base at a 384 clip is it just that they're never going to award anyone from that oakland team this season i, th- I think that's what those odds reflect but it is kind of crazy that you can get him a plus 5,000 because there's a world where the top three fall off and Noda just keeps putting up consistent numbers. And by years end, you're just like, I guess we got to give it to Noda. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't make a ton of sense when you look at his odds. It's like, it, when you look at his numbers and they compare him to the odds, he should not be that much of a long shot yeah. to win rookie of the year. And if anything, I, I think there's a really, I'd say there's probably a pretty solid chance he finishes top five, right? Because somebody like like you mentioned, people being like, "Oh, I don't, I can't give it to an Oakland. Like this is the worst team I've ever seen, and like, I can't give it to an Oakland A." And and if people are really thinking that, then there's there might also be people that are like, "Ah, oh, man, like he deserves a vote. I don't want to give it to him, so I'm going to give him like my second place vote or my third place vote." And he ends up, you know, finishing top five in Rookie of the Year. I think yeah. I think there's a really good chance that he does that. But I mean, like like you said, God, he's walking 18, almost 19 percent of the time. And massive on base percentage. He's been really productive. Um, I do think one thing that like is of note is he's, at least from what I can see, he's only slugging 400. Yeah. And so the slug isn't isn't quite there. Like he has he has the eight home runs, um, but with a slugging percentage of only 400, it's like in his his OPS is lower than Yoshida Young and Gunners right now. And so I think I think that would probably be the only knock on him. Right. right. It would be like the, the OPS just isn't quite there and he's not quite slugging as much, but still like he's being really, really productive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the odds are a little bit crazy, but I also can't see a world where he wins it. Yeah, the, I agree. The dark horse that I think could win it is Hunter Brown. Uh, I agree. <laughs> you're looking at him right now, 16 starts. And look, it, it's again, you, you always when you talk about award races, you always have to think about the narratives that can take shape. Mm-hmm. And with Hunter Brown, there's a clear one. A lot of guys have been out of that Astros rotation. Mm-hmm. He has filled in in a big, big way. He's not only is he pitching well, three, seven, six ERA, but it's mm-hmm. the fact that he's been a workhorse. I mean, 16 yep. starts, 91 innings pitched. I don't know how much that climbs when you get to the end of the season. Is he going to be sitting at, you know, 32 starts, 180 innings? There's a chance. And if the Astros really make a push and win this division, and if his numbers stay there, I think the the offensive guys would have to fall back a little bit. But still, if he's sporting a 3-5 ERA, he gives the team 180 innings at a 3-5. Man, that's a pretty compelling case that that is the most valuable rookie in baseball, or at least in the American League. Yeah, I I agree with you with Hunter Brown being like the long shot favorite. Like, you know, somebody with odds over a thousand that has a chance to win it. I I agree a hundred percent. And I think the big the big point with him is like you said, he's been a workhorse. Ninety one innings. If he yeah. touches one hundred and eighty innings and is you know like the clear cut two in that rotation or, or, or what have you. And is, you know, steps up and is really, you know, filling in for a lot of dudes that have been in and out of the rotation. I think he has a really, really good argument, especially if he, you know, like you said, he's at a three, seven, six ERA right now. If he finds a way to get that really close to three, I, I, and and he's pitching close to a three ERA with 180 innings. I'd be I'd be hard pressed not to vote for him if I had one, um, especially if 
like you said, if, you know, if Young hangs around an 800 OPS, Gunner hangs around an 800 OPS, and and Yoshida maybe regresses a little and is, you know, at a, you know, 825 OPS, you know, none of those bats would look exceptional, but what Hunter Brown did would look exceptional, and it would it would stand out a lot. It would, and he's sitting there right now with his XFIP at 305. So to say... Get that ERA down to three. It's it's not out of the question. No, uh, and and he's racking up strikeouts too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a strikeout per nine over ten uh, on the season. He's at one hundred and three strikeouts. So I mean, imagine he even gets sniffs two hundred strikeouts. Then it's like, man, a rookie with two hundred Ks. Yep. It, it'll, it'll be tough. I mean, last year, um, I think I might have voted for Strider if I had a vote in the National League over mm-hmm. Harris, and Harris won it. So I, I don't know if offensive players always had the edge there, but. At the same time, if I had to tell you right now, uh, if anyone's listening to this, who to bet on based on the odds, I think I'd tell you to lay a little on Hunter Brown because he's at mm-hmm. plus 1,000 compared to these other three guys, where I think the other three guys are a little more of a toss-up, and he's just a very interesting dark horse to lay some money on. Yeah, I, I would agree. If if And the other thing is if there's a pitcher that's going to win it, it's him. Yeah. Um, I don't think any other rookie pitcher has the innings because I I think in order to win rookie of the year, uh, you know, he, as a pitcher, you have to put up a lot of innings. Like you've got to throw it. Cause I think, I think that was probably one of the bigger knocks on Strider last year was he threw what a hundred and was it like 125 or it was yeah, somewhere in like there. that yeah. 140 at most. And so that was, that was, I think something that compelled a lot of people to vote for Strider. Well, looks like you're probably not going to be able to have that knock on Hunter Brown this year because if he because he's look he's on pace to throw 180 some odd innings and and if he does that it'd be incredible like so I I agree if, you know with with his odds being over a thousand I think that's the guy that if you were, were going to bet on somebody right now he's the person I think you put a little money on yeah absolutely and looking at last year Strider was at 131 and two thirds okay. so yeah. he's he's going to blow past that. Uh, last note here, because I, I mentioned this on the just baseball show the other day. I'm not sure if you caught that. I'm just curious. Do you know how many strikeouts Spencer Strider has in his career? I'll let you guess it. He's pitched up to this point, 232 and a third innings up to this point. How many strikeouts do you think he's racked up in a little over I, 230 innings? I heard this. So I feel like I'm cheating a little, but I don't remember the exact number, but I just remember it being absolutely absurd. Was it, it's like three, uh, is it, is it, it's like three twenty something. I think that's what Peter guessed. It's 357. Oh He's over 350 career strikeouts and he hasn't gotten a 250 career innings pitch. It's, that's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Something I think I'm going to enjoy doing. Uh, even as a Mets fan throughout Strider's career, just checking how absurd he is with the strikeouts. But that was today's ish- edition of Who's Better Baseball. Thank you, Harrison, for joining me. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and check out all the great written content we have coming your way at JustBaseball.com. 